We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Football Podcast is presented to you by Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Make sure you check them out again this Sunday. They are running a half a million dollar GPP. That's right, 500K on a $10 entry, 150 entry max. So if you like mass multi-entry, you can find it on Yahoo this week. And my favorite thing, a very flat payout structure. More people are going to win in this GPP than most others. So check it out. It's Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Welcome back to the absolutely epic early week podcast. Dean here. That's Dean 7904 if you want to get all technical on me. We made it to week three, batting first, leading off, usual suspects. It's Travis Mangone, who actually, I know this, fun fact, at least a fact, I don't know how fun it is. Mangone, I believe, leads off in a softball team, confirm or deny? Uh, confirm. I do. I do get the leadoff spot. So uh, yeah, leading off here. Excited to be on the podcast with you guys again. Uh, week one and two haven't been the best of me. So uh, I'm excited. Maybe we have to change my batting lineup spot. Maybe we got to make me make me in like the three hole or the two hole. Um, but uh, I need a good week three coming up here. So back in the day, there was a tout who once like touted Matt Carpenter batting leadoff stats as opposed to Matt Carpenter batting like fourth stats. <laughs> Take a wild guess who that was. That's who it was. Uh, yeah, there you go. So maybe that's the thing. Uh, week two was a disaster for myself. Week one was really good. So it's basically like it didn't happen. They kind of canceled each other out. Uh, rubber match for me as far as week three. Grant Niefer, you know from such things as the sharp side, monkey knife fight things. Grant, how did week two work out for yourself? Uh, it was a weird week. Um, I don't even know if I won or lost money. It was literally within – I either won or lost 1% of my total play. That's how – that's how close it was to just basically breaking even. I play on enough sites where I don't actually go through and just calculate, all right, my 700 on this, plus 1,000 on this. Like, I kind of went through into the basics, and it's plus or minus 1% of my total play. It was a very weird week. It's infuriating because I just feel like I wasted 
40 hours of research throughout the week for making a few bucks or losing a few bucks per hour. Well, that's like a win for me, man, going, I would have taken that. Would you, I assume you would have taken that as well. Yeah. I mean, listen, like last week, it, it wasn't that bad. Like even like week one, week one was a break even, but like it was an L yesterday. It wasn't a huge L, but it was an L. So uh, listen, I, I just want a W, man. I want to be like Jameis Winston. I want to eat one. Uh, it'll feel good to get that monkey off my back. Yeah. Well, we're going to talk about Jameis. That's what that video is about. Never understood what he was doing. I thought. Yeah, he's I mean, eating I W's. I, I didn't understand that. He eats two things, W's and crab legs, both equally delicious. Um, so we're going to have a fun little question at the end of the show. We like to try to get some interaction for the people that out there are listening. If you guys stick around long enough, you'll get our question. It's a fun question, I promise. And it comes with a fun story from Grant. Uh, we had a question last time, last show. We kind of spontaneously asked it, Grant. We asked the people, and just answer this on the Roto-Grinders page, not like on Twitter or whatever. Uh, Grant, tell the people how that went down. and We have a T-shirt to give out to somebody. Uh, yeah, it's RYPA24. Um, it was like worst first date experience. And apparently, yeah, he was out at a club after a divorce. <laughs> and he finds this nice lady. They dance the night away. They hit it off. And he's like, all right, I'm going to grab an Uber. She's like, oh, you live by my place. It's on the, or by my place. It's, I can drop you off along the way. <laughs> and then she gets in the car and they get pulled over and she gets a Dewey and he has to grab an Uber home. <laughs> yeah. We both during the drive kids. <laughs> yeah, that's a good lesson of the story as well too. And uh, oh, by the way, it was a losing week for me in DFS. And most importantly, not really, but you know, for my pride, I also lost our little game. You guys are going to have uh, tweets or consequences for me later on. I get to pick one to tweet out uh, something, uh, I don't know, absurd, nonsensical. You guys are laughing about a pre-show, so I'm a little bit concerned. I, I told you guys to be nice. Just, I was nice to you, Grant, I think, kind of, sort of, somewhat. So on a scale of 1 to 10, how mean were you? Um, like, the, 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 there's probably a 3, a 5, and a 7. Okay. On the meanness. So I give you three options because I'm a nice guy. Dean, you got many more L's to come because I'm pitching a perfect game. Uh, you know, the only guy in the pod without a loss. So, uh, yeah, you, you got many more L's to come. So we can be really hard. Six in a row. You're going to lose six in a row now, man. <laughs> Not a chance, man. I am pitching this perfect game. I am sold on it. You're uh, pitching a perfect game with eight walks since you picked Juju this last week. No, I didn't pick Juju. Oh. I picked Michael Thomas. So uh, both, things were things were perfectly fine. <laughs> Well, not 20 fantasy up. points is not bad last week. How many did he end up with? He had 20, like 19.8. Yeah, that's not still not as good as John Brown for 5K. Ugh, it was a bad week. Yeah, I had way too much juju. His quarterback, of course, got hurt. Ben Roethlisberger out for the out for the year, if you guys are not aware. Uh, Drew Brees out for the foreseeable future, probably six weeks or so, give or take. Uh, some other injuries around the league. Uh, James Conner, who really knows as of right now. Of course, we record this Monday night currently. Currently, we're watching, at least I'm watching in the background, Cleveland and the Jets. And I know I can confirm Mangone is watching as well because he's full in full tilt mode because, of course, Mangone had the nuts. Everybody makes the nuts pre, you know, pre-lock. And then I guess he got off at Mangone. Is that what happened? I just – it's not that I got off. It's just I remember making a team and seeing, like, when I, when I looked at the team, I was like, oh, that team is, uh, you know, a really good team. And I never, you know, made that team. Like, never, like, clicked, like, enter the contest. And then I looked, like, you know, halfway through the third quarter. I'm like, oh, this team is currently winning. You know, it's, like, splitting with five people for 250K. So, that's frustrating. But I'm sure the Odell Beckham touchdown changed it all, right? I'm sure he's now the captain, so it doesn't oh. really matter. But, yeah. Um, yeah, like, I'm – yeah, I just look now. That team is not there anymore. So, there you go. Also, Luke Falk is currently quarterbacking the Jets. 
<laughs> yeah, and, and Le'Veon Bell is the backup, uh, the emergency backup for the Jets, so that'll be exciting if we get to see that at some point. I, I went from the, I'm from the school of, like, never root for injuries, but, like, we all want to see – we all want to see Le'Veon Bell be the quarterback, right, Grant? Like, we want to see this. Oh, I would absolutely watch that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, I have a good time watching, you know, like, shortstops, you know, throw baseballs in the ninth inning when the score's, like, 72-3. to three. I think this will be even more fun, just kind of watching Bell out there playing some quarterback. That'll be good times for sure. But uh, Gallup is out two to four weeks. A Singletary up in the air, the running back there for Buffalo. Jacobs has a groin. Josh Jacobs for Oakland. We don't really know what's going to happen there. Uh, again, way too early. This is, this is the first podcast you should listen to, not the last podcast you should listen to. Um, also this is the mention, only podcast you should listen to. Well, no, I think that's asking too much. That's demanding too much of the people. You know, I, you shouldn't be firing this up like on a Saturday night, I don't think. I like to listen to the sound of my voice on a Saturday night. Dude, how vain are you? You listen to your own podcast? Yeah, I am very conceited. No, I don't. I hate the sound of my voice. (laughs) Yeah, all three of us probably feel the same way about that. Not to speak for Mangone or anything. Also want to mention, we talked the main slate. We talked DK. Only so much you can kind of sort of dig into. So Thursday night game, Tennessee-Jacksonville. We will not be talking about that. Sunday night game, Rams-Cleveland. Throwing that one out. Monday night, what a stinker. That's going to be Chicago and Washington. Good Lord. Monday, who is booking this? Uh, we're not going to be talking about that. Just the main slate. Uh, you know, I want to watch the Red Zone channel. I always watch the Red Zone channel. That, that's what we're supposed to watch, man, going. But, dude, uh, Mahomes versus Lamar Jackson? How much fun is I mean, pants off, right? That's a fun game, is it not? Uh, dude, first of all, why are you even putting the pants on on Sunday morning, man? Like, football's <laughs> back. Like, you don't, you don't put it on. You got the wood show on uh, 9 a.m. on Rotor Grinders. Like, there's no need to put pants on. That's the Fluffer show. I'm not sure if you're aware of its other name, but go ahead. Continue. No, that's the wood show, man. And then there's, uh, you know, two guys that have to work with that, you know, guy named Dean. So uh, there you go. The that's the 10 show. o'clock show. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm excited for that game. It's going to be fun. The one thing I thought that was the most interesting thing is I kind of looked at the slate I'm like looking at all the prices on all the guys and like a lot of different guys are cheap. Like there, one guy for instance, like Mike Evans, like he's too cheap and you notice notice, but uh, I just noticed DraftKings having a really aggressive pricing. And one thing is this game that we're talking about specifically, like I saw the Ravens defense on DraftKings is 2,500. And like, that's just strange to see. You never see the Ravens D at 2,500. Same on FanDuel. The Ravens D is 3,400. And again, it's because they're going up against the Chiefs. And yeah, this is going to be a fun game to watch. I believe the total I saw in this game was, I think I saw 55 and a half on FanDuel and then um, some of those spots I think I saw 53 and a half, but uh, expecting a lot of points to be scored and uh, it should be a fun one to watch. It's the highest total on the board. It opened up at 51 and a half and has already jumped to 55. Uh, next closest that I'm seeing right now, again, this is Monday night, Detroit Phillies 48 and Houston. Uh, I'm seeing the Houston game at 49. Is that correct? Did I write that down? It seems a little bit high off the top of my head, but uh, is that what you have as well, Mango? Uh, let me check real quick. I, that does sound a little high for the Houston. I got it right? 47.5. Okay. Yeah, I saw 48. And it dropped yeah. to 47 and change. Yep, that looks about right. Uh, so, Grant, like, I know DFS is our thing, but, like, how much fun is that going to be Mahomes versus Jackson? And how, how interested are in we are in this game? Like, because, you know, those guys are just slate breakers every single week. I know it's, you know, short season. You're not supposed to overreact. It's a two-game sample size. But I don't see any reason to think this is not going to continue. I mean, it's like a 20-game sample size for Mahomes now. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it, it's interesting because he is going up against Baltimore, and Baltimore is one of the better defenses in the league. But he did end up, I think, hitting value last year uh, against Baltimore. Grand. That game went into overtime from what I remember. Uh, so it's, it's can a great quarterback who's missing Tyreek Hill 
against a great defense actually make value as being the top price QB on the slate? Because last year against Baltimore, he made value, but I think it was 6,400. So it's a very different scenario. Baltimore is a very tough team. He did it with 370 yards and two touchdowns last time. But we've seen him put up big games versus some good defenses. I mean, he played the Broncos last year, and one of them he put up four touchdowns, and the other one I can't remember what he did. It's being played in Kansas City, which is entirely different. Lamar Jackson over the other side is going to have to keep pace and should end up putting up a pretty big game. Plus, uh, his wide receiver and tight end are finally priced up a little bit. And you kind of, at this point, know where he's throwing the ball to more and more. So you, it's not too bad to pair it up. It's going to be an interesting game stack, and I'm really excited. Yeah, but tell the people what you mean by hitting value. Say we have new, uh, new listeners potentially. What does that mean to you? I mean, it depends on the slate. But, like, you can go by the X system. Like, 5X for a quarterback is doing pretty darn well. Um, 4X is probably about hitting value. So for Mahomes, you pretty much need a 30-point game for him to hit value. Um, and there's a difference between cash and tournament value, but there's no real set thing. It's kind of just, you kind of know, like on any given slate, did someone hit value? It depends on how well everyone else does. Yeah. Well, you have 50 K on DK. And if your target score is 200, which is a monster number, obviously. Uh, and so that would be four X three X is kind of sort of cash value. I guess you can say four X. I think you probably want them for your quarterback. And the other part of it is it's sort of kind of a sliding scale. Like the higher you go up as far as a salary, you know, the harder it is to get three or four X because it's just a, it's a, you know, it's a more and more imposing number to get. Uh, Mango, what's your thoughts on that? Well, what do you consider value? Because people say it all the time and everybody means something different. It, it just depends on the slate, right? Like sometimes like, for instance, on Fandle last week, I thought Tyler Boyd was value at, at 6.3K. So it just depends where they're priced, in my opinion. Like you could see like, for instance, like Dalvin Cook in week one, he was value at 6K. It's just they're, they're too cheap for the price point that they should be at. That's kind of how I – I mean value. like as far as like reaching value, as far as uh, the actual points. An uh, easy one is 3.3X plus four. Okay, there you go. Because you want, you want about 14 points from a minimum price guy you want about 30 points from one of the top guys. Yeah, because I hear people say I want nine points out of my 3K receiver. And, like, some weeks you'll take it when, like, you know, the value is terrible and, like, nobody's injured and everybody's priced up. But it's all sort of a sliding scale and, like, it's slate dependent, which doesn't really help a lot of people out there. Um, yeah, so, Mango, what are we doing with this game as far as KC, uh, you know, Baltimore from a DFS perspective? Yeah, um, it's obviously a, a good game to target. Uh, it depends on the prices that you're looking at on these guys. Well, one thing I noticed, which was really interesting on FanDuel, is that they moved up Robinson to 6.7K, which was uh, crazy. Like, I appreciate sites obviously having an aggressive pricing. Like, that's something I appreciate. But, uh, yeah, I thought that was a little crazy there. Uh, it's a 1 o'clock game, so that's a game that we're definitely, you know, it's going to lock. So I think there's going to be a lot of ownership on that game, which would be really interesting. And I'm curious how people are going to approach it. Like, Sammy Watkins, 6.8K. It, it's a nice price, but against a Baltimore defense, that's scary. I think it's more so going to, like, a guy like Travis Kelsey. If you think, you know, that price is worth it, go for it. He's definitely someone that I would look to target. We need to know about the injuries with McCoy and Damian Williams because if there's, like, one guy who's the show in town, I think that could be interesting, especially if both guys end up being out, right? Then uh, we'd probably look to um, – 
who's the guy? I'm blanking on his name. Uh, it'd probably be Thompson, uh, I'm assuming, would be there. So th- we have to wait and see what's going to happen with all these injuries and whatnot. Uh, I still think Hardman is an interesting play on DraftKings, but again, he's more like a home run threat. He's a better fan to play. Um, I think the safest option is just like look at like Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. I think they're going to be very secure to, to put up points. I think considering them in cash games is, is a really sharp idea. And I think the way the slate is dictated, I think we're going to have a lot of really cheap receiver options because of a lot of the injuries. And I think Mahomes and Jackson are going to be kind of easy to reach uh, compared to like other weeks. So um, I think the best way to go about it is, you know, taking Mahomes or taking Jackson and securing the points that way if you force me to pick. Just because I think there's a lot of different ways it could go. And like there's a guy at tight end I already like a little bit more than Kelsey, I think that I'd rather go to based on some injuries. And receiver, it just seems like it's kind of a roulette wheel with both the teams. It's the uh, two most expensive quarterbacks, and traditionally we don't look to pay up for quarterback. Of course, both those guys have the ceiling to, uh, you know, pay off that salary or be the top quarterback for sure. Um, yeah, it's interesting because I want to, you know, remember Jam him in? Remember that being a thing, Grant? Uh, we'll, we'll talk about running back in a, seven, a second, obviously, but there's a couple of running backs just kind of jump off the change, jump off the board, and get me really excited. Uh, talk about pants off, you know, matchups against the Dolphins, who, by the way, they just traded away their first rounder, if you guys missed that, uh, uh, you know, they, they traded away uh, Minka Fitzpatrick. So the Dolphins. 21 point spread. Have you ever seen that in the NFL? Ever. Well, it, it got worse. It, yeah, it opened up at 16. They can't make these high enough. And Dallas, of course, is a traditional American team as far as wagering. It opened at 16. It's currently in 21. And th- this is before they traded Fitzpatrick. I wouldn't be surprised if you get a hook like 21 and a half. I mean, and who, who feels comfortable betting on Miami? They've been, it's like 102 to three. I'm betting on Miami. I'm just going to lose again, but I'm betting <laughs> on Miami. Let me ask you this question, Grant. So Miami uh, is playing Dallas. It's a 21-point line currently. Uh, the Jets, we don't know the story as far as their quarterback with, uh, with Mono. We don't know about uh, you know, Simeon. As of right now, Luke Falk is our quarterback. The Jets are playing at New England. They're 18-point dogs. Who has a bigger spread? Who wins by more, New England or Dallas? I mean, my guess would be Dallas. The Jets at least have a decent defense. But as we play, oh, gosh, it's <laughs> – It's a great question. <laughs> let's, let's see uh, the real question is in the entire slate are these two games going to have a bigger point differential than all the other ones combined <laughs> I mean probably not because goofy things happen and you can't predict but like based it's possible. on the, spread, the spreads might be a total of 40 which is almost like everything else combined at least on the main slate if you kind of sum it down to the other 10, 10 games or something which is uh, which is wild Van Gogh sharp side app what do you have for me you have a hot take as far as a uh, you want you want Dallas or New England to blow out their opponents by more? I don't know, man. I, I normally stay away from those games. Those are games I, I typically don't touch. Like uh, I, I'm not a fan of those, so I'll probably stay away from the, those ones. There's other games that I'll bet. I actually already bet the uh, Monday night game. I bet the Bears. I got. I think I got it at three and a half. I can't remember the exact line I got it at, but uh, I got it early against the Washington Redskins. Right? Like, uh, listen, I'm not. Uh, I'm not like a Bears truth or anything, but Washington, they they're not that good. I don't. So, uh, yeah, I, I like that line. At least that's like the first one I've actually made a bet on and put some American dollars on. Uh, but I don't really touch those spreads that are just absolutely massive. Like, they're just something I don't want to invest in. But maybe maybe I should be because, like, the Dolphins could just be free money all season long. Yeah, again, they cannot make that line uh, high enough. And, like, again, the, the betters bet it up five points instantly. Um, the Dolphins are just an absolute disaster. Like, you, you lose by seven and you lose by seven. Like, it's still just one loss. Like, you're going to get the number one pick. Don't worry about it. But, uh, uh, by the way, I don't know if you mentioned Roethlisberger is out for the year. I think we were talking about the injuries. I wanted to mention, mention him in passing, and they got the Pittsburgh number one pick. So, maybe, maybe Miami scored a, uh, a top of seven, top eight pick. For who knows? But 
with a rookie as of, what, two years ago or something like that as far as Fitzpatrick? This is my question, Grant, as far as the other quarterbacks. Um, it, it's tricky because there's some quarterbacks that we don't trust. You can't trust. You never want to play them. And, like, you know, there's recency bias. But then there is matchups where you're like, ooh, this is appealing, and that's appealing, and that's super appealing. And all we care about is just one week, right? So you got Eli Manning, assuming he draws a start. I wouldn't be shocked if Jones does. I would think he would, but why not? I don't know. This seems like a good soft landing spot at Tampa. The other side, Winston, soft secondary for the Giants. And then, you know, Grant, Cam Newton, he's not young anymore. He's 30. His legs look shot. His arm looks shot. All his appendages, well, not all. I can't confirm all of them. But at least his legs and his arm. But he's facing Arizona on the turf with rest. Arizona plays fast. More plays for Cam. You know, Cam Newton, Winston, Manning. None of these guys have looked good. Who's your favorite amongst the three? I mean, I'm not playing any Cam. Um, <laughs> that indefinitely? It's not going to do that. <laughs> well, there's no reason to play. If you are, though, like, this is the week to do it. But I understand if you're not. If you are, then no. No week's the week to do it. Just don't ever play him. Um, yeah, it, Winston and Eli were two guys that kind of jumped off the page here. This game has a decently high total. Winston's a guy that I drastically prefer, 27.25. Applied team total there. Eli Manning, we know a lot of his implied team total is probably going to Barkley. Uh, maybe it's through the air, but most likely it's on the ground. And Winston, like, they're not going to be running the ball too much. Barber's not very good. Ronald Jones is not very good. The backfield is not very good. And he has plenty of weapons going up against the defense. It's absolute trash. We all saw what happened last week. But that was on short rest, and the Niners' defense looks a little bit better than a lot of people thought they would be. Um, Arians is still a good coach. Winston, he's not a good quarterback. He's going to turn the ball over a ton, but he can put up massive amounts of yards in any given matchup. Other than him, there are two other guys that are really cheap that I was looking at. So we got Brissett going up against Atlanta here. Um, we all know Atlanta's defense can give up a boatload of points. Currently, I think the total in that game is 47 and a half. Um, with Atlanta being the underdog. I think that Brissett has a 25 implied team total there. He's got Hilton. He's got Doyle. He's got Ebron. He's got some weapons here. Um, Matt could do a lot of the work, but Brissett's not a terrible quarterback, and they could easily do something against a very bad Atlanta or not very good Atlanta defense. And then Bridgewater. I mean, Sean Payton's a good coach. Sean Payton can easily whip up an offense for Bridgewater here. He has enough weapons with Thomas and Kamara in the offense, Ginn, Traquan, uh, all these guys are good players. And Bridgewater, only a 20-point implied total here, playing in Seattle, probably going to be throwing from behind. I think he can put up a decent game. He's only 4,700. Yeah, and we don't think that Seattle secondary is very good. And like, like you said, like they weren't prepared on the fly, but you'd have to think Peyton's going to draw some things up, give a couple packages, give a couple unique plays for Bridgewater to be more successful, maybe some things with his legs as well. Uh, Mangone, are you going to answer my question? Grant refused all those options. I think I see. I said like, Winston. Yeah, it's not like you're most on Winston, but that's kind of where I'm at too. And maybe it's a terrible idea to play Cam. And, and that's why we're talking about jamming in, like the McCaffrey side. Why would you pay six K for Cam when you can go up to Brady or Dak with 32 and 34 implied totals at 66 and 65? Well, I mean, the Dak one is kind of a kind of a quandary, kind of a pickle, like the same thing we had with Brady last week, because it's like, well you know, Dallas should absolutely roast Miami, but how much do they actually need Dak to do? And I guess we'll talk about that when it comes to Elliott as well. You know, you got to figure they're going to score at least four touchdowns. How they're delegated out, who knows? All right, why would you go Cam when you can go with Josh Allen? The Maybe best quarterback in the league. I don't still know. runs. They're the same quarterback, <laughs> except for Josh Allen runs. Josh Allen is Cam Newton in the first He's also a lot years. younger. He's got fresher legs. Yeah, he's, he's Cam Newton from the first few years. 
and he's got a, he's got an actually ready-made like pairing with without with um with brown as well i guess you can pay, uh, pair cam with you know cmc i you suppose play Allen with beasley well yeah oh who's uh, beasley scored the same amount of points as brown last week you know that right okay well that's small scoreboard one sample size <laughs> um they're not too far off over the course of the season beasley has like 14 targets I think he was only in the field for like half the snaps or so. And if they're ahead, I don't think he's a, a great blocker necessarily. So he might even lose a few more snaps. Certainly they can be behind here against Cincinnati as well. And Beasley's playable. I'm just not enthused about it. Um, what's wrong with pairing him with John Brown? That, that, that's the one that I like. Or you pair him with both. Yeah. Jump in here, Mangone. Yeah, I mean, I was just waiting for my chance to respond. I got asked the question, and then, uh, you know, you, you guys broke out in a fight. You were so typing away from what it's worth. Like, you're I, like, you're I was busy not. watching the Monday Night Football. He's writing a blog. And like, Jamie, J- a J- right now. J- J- I'm not writing a blog or anything. Jameson Crowder just did make a catch. The Jets are almost in the red zone territory, so there you go. But, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do want to talk about some of these guys in this range. Like, Cam Newton, it, it sounds intriguing, uh, and no one's going to want to play him, right? They're going to want to vomit with that idea. But uh, maybe Blunder is playing the vomit stack of cam newton with all of the the guys but I, i'm not in on that um kyler murray is probably the guy in this range i like at 5800 i also love winston too i think winston's another one that popped off the page when i saw him against the giants i was like well the giants defense isn't good and i know the uh, bucks are going to pass a ton i know they're going to move the ball because it's the giants defense so uh you can't someone with eli i'm not really interested in cam the guys in like this 6k to 5k range the ones i'm really keying in on it looks like it's probably winston um, I think I have some interest in Kyler Murray. And I don't hate uh, if you want to go to like a Wentz or a Stafford. I think that game can have some shootout potential. And those are kind of the guys I'm looking at. It's also worth noting that Carolina-Arizona game, that thing opened with a 43.5 total. And then last night I saw it, it was a 45.5 total. And now it's a 46.5 total. So that thing is climbing, climbing, and climbing. We're assuming Wentz is going to be good to go? Yeah, it's an assumption. I'm assuming it's good to go. Uh, I don't think there's any issues. I'm not seeing anything. And uh, hey, it's a Tuesday pod, right? Like, I'm not predicting injuries right now. I mean, uh, there, those guys you can mention, like, that might be in because guys are out. That could be interesting values, but I'm not trying to predict if Wentz is in or Wentz is out. You guys got a game stack? Is this kind of jumping off the board here? You want to save that conversation for after running backs and receivers, or is that something on your mind right now, Grant? I mean, interesting. It's not that far off the board, but uh, you already kind of mentioned it. Tampa Bay and the Giants, we – don't know if Shepard's going to play. If he doesn't play, then Ingram busting last week, probably not going to hold true again this week. Um, and it makes sense to, like, you know exactly – you don't start Eli, but you know exactly where a lot of the workload is going to be going with the Giants. So full stacking Tampa Bay and then bringing it back with two Giants players makes an easy game stack, especially when people are going to be probably all over uh, Zeke with the Giant total and probably playing from ahead. Latimer got concussed as well, too, uh, last week. So, who knows? And Tate, obviously, is not coming back for like, to, like, week five, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe just, just get the ball to Barkley 35 times. Like, that seems like a good idea, doesn't it? I mean, that always seems like a good idea. They just never do it because they're big dummies. They're expecting the Giants to do something smart is never a, never a good bet. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're uh, rolling out Eli Manning. Is that not smart? I mean – you're a big fan of tanking, so maybe it is. <laughs> I am a big fan, yes. I'm on Team Tank for sure. Uh, good, good job, Dolphins. It's more so of a basketball conversation. That's, we'll save that for the basketball pods, obviously. Yeah, Mango, give, give, me a, give me a stack or two. What are you looking at? Yeah, so like of course, like you know, the game the stack is uh, it's easy. It's the um, it's the uh, Chiefs and the Ravens, right? But if we're not picking that one, uh, if you're playing over on fantasy draft, Rams and Cleveland is going to be quite interesting. So you can consider that if you're doing the uh, fantasy draft uh, GPP, trying to you know, nothing's better than having the uh, late night hammer come through and swoop in. So that's one of the higher trolls that 
people might ignore just because it's not on the main slate. So I figured I'd note that. I'm sure they got some good rig free GPP going down that, you know, might have some free money you can join in. But probably the one I've look at, been looking at, uh, definitely looking at Arizona and Carolina. Like I said, I'm encouraged by that total climbing uh, a ton. And one thing I like too is that Eagles-Lions uh, game. I think that could be an interesting one. I don't know exactly how I would want to stack it yet, but the thing I like about that game is I do think like, a guy like Ertz is going to be someone that's going to be like a really great play this week. With all the injuries going on, you could have a cheap value like a Nelson Aguilar possibly be uh, a really interesting option. And the Lions, like I think it's pretty condensed on knowing who's going to get the ball for the most part. Uh, it's going to go to like one of those four main players. So um, yeah, I guess that's a game that I don't mind, but I think it's Carolina and Arizona is the one I'm most interested in at this moment. Like loading up on a guy like McCaffrey against Arizona and running it back with a guy like Kyler Murray, uh, Fitzgerald, and, and Kirk. Like those are the ones I'm really interested in. You've uh, mentioned fantasy drafts. You mentioned FanDuel. <laughs> you know, we only have so much time to dig in the research. We're supposed to be doing DK. I think it's 750000 by the way, for fantasy draft. I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to that quote. Um, What's it over on fantasy aces? I believe uh, zero. Zero dollars. <laughs> Fairly certain. <laughs> Grant is the, the master of the defunct, uh, you know, web, uh, DFS sites, or he plays in the dark alley of all DFS. He knows if you want to know like, about the dark alley website for DFS, Grant will tell you all about it. He's probably one thousands of dollars over there. Uh, so, Grant, as far as the, the elite running back, CMC, dude plays every single down. That's not even hyperbole. He's played 100% of their downs outside of punting. That doesn't count uh, as far as our offensive snaps. Uh, and then you got Zeke against the Dolphins. How much Zeke do you actually need? Maybe just kind of like ease him in. Uh, I don't know if ease him in is kind of the right way of saying that, but maybe give him the hook and pull him. They're up, they're up by three touchdowns, which is not an absurd thought like the middle of the third quarter or so. Uh, those are the first two guys that kind of jump off the board. And obviously, if you give the ball to Barkley a ton, he's super interesting. I, I love the, the big-name running backs at the top. But, of course, we live in the world of a salary cap. So amongst Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, uh, Kamara, you'd think maybe he bounces back. But, you know, uh, does Breeze not, not being there hurt him to some degree? Of course, it hurt him last, last week. Barkley, Elliott, McCaffrey, what say you? Um, I think Zeke's probably the top option. Um, just from a raw points standpoint, he might be the most owned. So tournaments makes it a little bit interesting, but even if they're ahead later on the game, he's still probably going to be hammering the rock, trying to get back in the groove of things. Remember he was not, I think it was hanging out in Cabo for a significant portion of the preseason. Uh, so they'll, they'll probably still be giving him the rock late into the third, maybe in the fourth, who knows? This game could also be a little bit closer. So you never really know what's going to happen. And Miami's defense is just absolutely terrible. So, Who's to say that he doesn't make value off of one run, um, two runs? So Zeke's, I think, the top guy. I do like CMC. I do like Barkley quite a bit. I think I prefer Barkley to CMC. So it probably goes Zeke, Barkley, CMC for my rankings here, um, depending on which site you're playing on. But Kamara's the interesting one. Kamara is definitely interesting because you got other guys that people are going to be playing Cook. People are going to be playing Eckler after his amazing two starts here. People are probably going to be playing Bell if if Simeon's in. Maybe maybe they won't be. I don't know. I guess that offense is terrible. <laughs> uh, so Kamara's a little bit interesting. I don't know if I'm going to end up going with him. I have to look into this a little bit more, but I have to assume that Sean Payton's going to use more of them. They're still going to be trying to make the playoffs. They're still going to try and get a first-round bye. Whether that's not going to be possible or not, I don't know. But uh, they, it's not like Breeze is out for six weeks. They're potentially the best team in the NFC. So they're going to want to do everything they can. They have a tendency to kind of split carries or split workload between Ingram and Kamara and now Murray and Kamara. Uh, but you can see Kamara with a whole uptick in usage here just because he has such a 
more versatile weapon that can do a whole lot more and with a bigger need to actually win, we could see him in for a huge workload and potentially a massive workload out of the backfield. And they could design a whole lot of screen passes, a lot more stuff that could help in PPR. So all that to say is Zeke's the best option. <laughs> Mango, knock on wood if you're with me. Yeah, so, like, if I would rank him, CMC is my number one. That's the guy, and I'm with you. Like, I'm definitely team jam them in this week. I think that's the approach that I'm going to go with. I'll put Zeke at number two right now. Um, I think, like, I think McCaffrey's, though, like, the number one for sure, and I think Zeke is behind him, and then Barkley's right behind Elliott, and then Kamara I have a further down. I'm not in love with Kamara in this spot, but I do think you guys bring up good points. Uh, I don't know. I just worry a little bit, but I, I'm not scared of the Seattle defense at all. That's the one thing that is nice. I just worry that they don't lean on him as much, even though they need to lean on him, and, like, I guess they did show a tendency when they had to lean on Kamara. They did, so maybe they do decide to, and they scheme him open more. Um, but I think Christian McCaffrey is my number one. I do worry about Zeke and like what kind of equity does he have to get like touches in the fourth quarter, but does that even matter? Right? Like, I don't even think that matters that much because he could just easily get the value at the end of the first quarter. He could have like 20 fantasy points and just be like, okay, like, listen, I want more fantasy points, but, uh, you, you did your job, Zeke. Like it's been a good time. Uh, you know, just pile up points throughout the game. You don't have to have like another 50 yard run and you're kind of happy, but, uh, McCaffrey's on my number one. Zeke's my number two. Barkley, I worry about the Tampa Bay, uh, run defense a little bit. I'm not. And that, that team was not good last year on defense, but I think it's a little bit better. Um, and I, I don't know what to do with Barkley in this situation. I could see Eli getting benched mid-game, and who knows what Daniel Jones will do. I, I have no idea. And then Kamara, like I said, I, I don't know what to do with him yet. I think it's, I think it's a tough situation. By the way, Mango, you're uh, writing your blog during this podcast. Uh, Grant is answering poll questions on Twitter, just so no, nobody has 100% attention. So the attention span is like basically a combined 97%. 80% of my attention is – Easily worth 200% of yours. <laughs> it's fuzzy math, I believe. Uh, so, Mango, like, how do we, is there any mid tier running backs? And that's quite, kind of sort of where I'm at. You know, I want to get two of those big boys if possible. And, like, we can't sit there and say, play the two best quarterbacks, play two of the top three running backs. How do we save money? At least as of right now, nothing's exactly jumping out to me. Of course, you know, the value becomes more and more clear as injuries and things of that sort sort of open up and, like, more coach speak and things like that. Is there anybody in the mid tier that you're liking? Well, like, so I also don't want to, like, ignore Dalvin Cook at his price at 7.8K. Uh, again, I'm not trying to ignore your question, but I think it's, like, interesting. He's intriguing. Like, even 7.2 for Austin Eckler. Like, Austin Eckler has been great. Um, so, like, those two guys are still in play as well and really interesting options there. But if you want to talk, like, mid-tier, I mean, Sonny Michelle, right, he's an intriguing option. I think he's more of, like, a FanDuel play than a DraftKings play. That's the only problem because it's a PPR site. I don't mind Aaron Jones, but I worry about him a little bit because he's just not getting the snaps I want, but he definitely could pop off here. Um, Chris Carson, he's perfectly fine too. Like this mid-range, there's some interesting guys, like even like Joe Mixon at his price. You see 5.5K, you worry about the Bills defense, but you're like, man, 5.5K for Joe Mixon, that's just way too cheap. But uh, yeah, just the overall, it's like, I don't love guys in this range. That's kind of the, the feeling I have here. Are we just going to roll out some cheap receivers? That's what it sounded like. And I'm playing along as well. And, like, when I'm talking about jamming in, uh, you can extend that to Eckler and Cook because those both both those guys look pretty well as well, you know, well positioned. I think, well, Eckler just because of the volume. But, like, the Cook matchup against Oakland's perfectly fine as well. Um, it, it's tricky, Grant. What do you have for me as far as the mid-tier? I like a lot of guys. I mean, so we got Carson uh, in a game that they will likely be ahead. It is against a decently tough defense. Um, but still, like, Carson's – they're going to pound the rock. He's going to have a significant part in this game. He's only – he's under 6K. I like him a lot. Marlon Mack going up against an Atlanta team that is not good versus the run, and they give up a ton 
a ton of targets to opposing running backs. I know Mac's not really known for that, but I think over the last eight weeks, Mac's actually run more uh, routes than Hines has, or if you don't want to go with Mac, you can go with Hines. Uh, both those guys are on the 6K range. David Johnson, for two grand less than the top price guys, is still a top running back. I mean, people aren't going to remember him because he was terrible last year. He did all right week one, or he did pretty well week one, but then he got injured last week. And last week it was against Baltimore. Completely different matchup going against Carolina here. Quite a bit worse defense here. And he's a guy that like can do a bunch in the receiving game. He was lining up as a uh, slot wide receiver, I think, more or at out wide more than pretty much any other running back in week one. They run a ton of plays. He could be in for a giant volume. Had seven targets in the first week. He could potentially be in for a 30-point game here going up against Carolina, a game where they're likely to be close and they're going to be doing a whole lot. I mean, they've kept it within one score every single game they played this year. He's good at 6.8K. If you want to go lower, there are some options. Devonta Freeman going up against the Colts, who allowed more targets to running backs or higher percentage of targets to running backs than any other team last year. He's only 4,900, so you're worried about the split workload, but we've seen him with the split workload many times over the last few years with Tevin Coleman. He's only 4,9. He's still got a decent amount of carries. just had two rough matchups the first two weeks. So 4,900 for him. And then Phil Lindsay has 13 targets on the year. He's the bell cow on that terrible offense but he's still a guy that had a thousand yards I believe last year was one of the top running backs in the league got a pro bowl invite and got 10 plus attempts each game this year and he got six the plus pro, targets both 20 games. guys refuse like, to go to the pro bowl they say all right screw it let's just call Lindsay up that's how the pro bowls are nonsense come on stop it I mean okay was he not pro bowl caliber last year he got <laughs> voted to the pro bowl and he got injured Dean, okay that, that's something I, I, that, that could be something I was saying like you know how it works with the Pro Bowl. Jay Cutler, I think, was a Pro Bowler a couple of times. Yeah, I'm talking about he straight up got voted in, I believe. He just got injured. Fair enough. Uh, Mango, I, I, if you want everything else as far as running backs, like, I don't know what to do here. I don't see any like guys that are jumping off the board as far as cheap dudes. Carson, I'm a little bit concerned just with that workload. I mean, I thought Carson was going to, you know, that would be his backfield. A little too much of the other dudes that I'm seeing as far as Penny, even Procise made an appearance. But, yeah, he's certainly uh, you know playable at 5'9", pretty reasonable price. I think – off the hop, Mac at cheaper at 5.8K. Grant, I would take Mac over Carson. That's just sort of my thought process between those That's two. That's fine. I mentioned both. Oh, I know. Well, you can't play everybody, but yeah. You can't um, play everyone. It's just not a good idea. <laughs> I don't think they would – you can't submit that line. Just play all the pro bowlers. Let's just do that. Um, Mango, anything else as far as running backs, or shall we jump to receivers? Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Like, uh, like Matt Breida, again, he's there, but you don't know what's going to happen with the Niners roulette at running backs. Uh, you know, there's some cheap prices on a guy like a Devin Singletary. We know how Cincinnati's not that good. I know he's dealing with an injury. He just didn't get enough attempts. That's the one to worry with him. Uh, Philip Lindsay against Green Bay, but, like, Royce Freeman's there, so that's kind of annoying. Like, there's not a lot that just pops off the page. It's a really, really frustrating situation. Uh, if you somehow find out that, like, the Cowboys say, yeah, we're not going to run Zeke into the ground against Dallas, like the Dolphins, like, we're going to give Tony Pollard, like, half the work, then, like, Tony Pollard could become in play. But it's really nasty down here. I definitely think it's a week to want to pay for running backs. And I think with a lot of the injuries that went down, you're going to see a lot of good receiving options that are just too cheap. And, like, running back is more predictable than receiver. Like, it's something I've always preached, and I, I really didn't go to that last week. And I'm pretty mad at myself for not doing that. Like, I'm going to make sure to be paying for a lot of these running backs. I want to secure my carries and my catches because that's how 
how running backs are used. They, they, are, they are workhorses nowadays. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to be paying, spending my money on running. You know how great your house looks and smells when it's just been cleaned? So fresh. And somehow, a clean house makes your head feel fresher too. With a housekeeper from Care, you can reset your house and your head as often as you like for less than you think. Find a great housekeeper, set a schedule that works for you, and check cleaning off your to-do list so you can put your mind to other, more fun things. Get the housekeeping help you need at care.com. As long as there's no injuries that come. Tell me the receivers you're going to make it work. Give me some cheapies as far as receivers. Yeah. Oh man. So like, I think the first is, uh, is Nelson Aguilar. I think he's the first guy um, in that I'm thinking about. Cause again, that, that Eagle situation is, is really a disaster. Uh, I'm assuming those guys are going to be out, but again, we kind of have to wait for news on that. That's super important. Uh, the Arizona guys still have not that bad of price tags. Let me pull that up now and find their prices because I remember seeing them and be like, it's not bad. Yeah. Five, five K and 5.1 K for Fitzgerald and Kirk. Like that's still perfectly in play, right? That's still pretty cheap over there on draft kings um hardman at 5k i don't hate it um if you want will fuller at 4.9 that's like a gpp play that you know we just know what his upside is it's absolutely insane uh a guy like curtis samuel has been talked up a ton now we get him here in this spot uh you know at 4.8k against a bad arizona team and just gotta hope that cam newton can hit him uh dk metcalf he's not a terrible option here against the saints i don't think he's a bad option to look at um but i think nelson aguilar is the number one there's another guy i'm trying to think of that i'm blanking on that i know is going to be a good play uh but uh, I'll toss it over to you, Grant, because uh, – and then once I figure it out, I'll let you guys know. We talking cheap wide receivers? Oh, yeah. yes. I, I, I found it. Yeah, no, it's James It's James Washington. That's the other guy. Uh, you pair him up with, uh, you know, his old college buddy, Mason Rudolph. Uh, you know, they, they played a ton in preseason, absolutely crushed they, together. they used to shower together? They, 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 they definitely showered together, man. All uh, right, all right. That's the only thing I did. Shower like matters. across the north side of the – it's a big, it's a big shower. I was. Were they with? Were with it? Were they within arm's reach? That's what matters. I, I hear they shared. I hear, I hear they shared a bar of soap. So there's nothing closer than that. <laughs> Stack it up. Was it on a rope? Um, uh, yeah. So I, 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 there's a lot of good, not great, cheap wide receiver options. So I'm just gonna name a bunch. Um, there's the entirety of the Miami receiving core that may or may not do anything. I mean. <laughs> Williams and Grant at six and seven targets. They're three point five and three point seven K. They're not good. Yeah. Patrick is the best quarterback of all time. He just doesn't have weapons. Um, there's Renfro. Oakland's going to be going up against my Minnesota. Xavier Rhodes is probably going to be on Tyrell, so it's going to force targets at elsewhere. They're eight point dogs, so they're going to be throwing the ball later on in the game. Renfro had eight targets last week with the Brown leaving, like they. Didn't have him in the offense that much week one. They had a whole lot more week two. They'll have a whole lot more of him week three as a possession guy. And full point PBR, there's a chance that he goes for six, seven catches and 100 yards. This is a perfect spot going up against Miami where Williams is not going to have nearly the effect. Um, Giants wide receivers, just whoever's playing. Last man standing. Yeah. Um, Beasley, 4,400. Um, guy that can easily get 40 or 14 points for you. 4,400. Not bad. A guy that I'm looking at a lot is going to be Randall Cobb. Uh, Gallup's out for a while. We know that there's a giant total here. Miami's defense is Swiss cheese. We know that Cobb can go off for a massive game at any given or gain at any given time. We got Sanders in there, 4,800. 13 targets last week, 20 on the season. He's one of the top scoring wide receivers in the league right now. 
going up against Green Bay in a game where they'll likely be behind, throwing the ball quite a bit. He looks like he hasn't lost a step even after injuring his Achilles. Um, Ardman, Christian Kirk, both at 5K. And John Brown at 5,500 with the best QB in the league throwing to him. Well, wait, Ryan Fitzpatrick is the best quarterback of all time. <laughs> and Josh Allen's the best quarterback in the league. Is that what, is that what I'm hearing? Just yeah. yeah. Both those statements are true. I mean, one's 23, one's 43. <laughs> Fair enough. And you stole mine, by the way. I think Cobb's the interesting one. Uh, like you oh. said. The, well, real, real, real quick, Dean. Like, so is it Cobb or is it Devin Smith? Like, Devin Smith is – Yeah, go ahead. I was yeah. going to go as well, too. Yeah, it's a conversation. Like, I, I don't know that for sure. I think we got to see how the week develops and see what happens. But I, I don't want to, like, you know, doubt Devin Smith. And then, Grant, I thought you brought up a good point with Tyrell Williams having that injury. Possibly Renfro is going to be really interesting. So, yeah, like, it's just there's so many different ones to play a cheap wide receiver. And I think we know the construction is going to be this route. And it's just a matter of digesting the information throughout the week, really kind of finding out what's going on through the beat reporters and through the practices and then evaluating and making our decisions come closer to, uh, you know, come closer to Sunday. No, I believe in making my decision on Monday night and not changing my thoughts no matter what. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I meant to fire up the PFF, and I kind of – I was jumping around as far as snap count and things of that sort. But, and I want to see what's, what Devin Smith got because, like, the first game he had no catches. Uh, second game, of course, he caught that long bomb there for Dallas. and uh, yeah, three caught, targets and three receptions. No, no, but I want to know how many snaps. Like, I want to know how many times he was actually on the field. I think that's, that's just a number, Dean. It's irrelevant. Well, no, it is. Here's the thing. In order to score fantasy points, you actually have to be on the Tell beat. that to Hollywood Brown week one. Yeah, well, you, you know, you're not <laughs> wrong. He was on the field twice. <laughs> and people have paid, you know, well, people are going to keep playing him. And he's not even supposedly 100% healthy for what it's worth, just kind of a side note. Um, and I skipped, I know I skipped like the, the big spends as far as receivers, but like, again, it's only like an hour or so podcast. We have some nonsense prepared. Uh, certainly we can sit here and talk about Hoskins and, and Adams and Cooper and Thomas and Julio and all these dudes. Maybe it's the Keenan. TY week on the turf, but uh, Keenan, yeah, Keenan and TY are two of the top spends up. Keenan, Keenan got, I mean, maybe it depends a little bit on how Williams is feeling, but Keenan's going to get a ton of targets regardless. Yeah, I like that. And I think he's not priced up enough, right? He's 7K on DK. That's a really good price. That's the interesting thing. Like, a lot of the – a build that could win it is four, six to 7K wide receivers or even paying up a wide receiver because all the big price running backs are 9K, 8.5K, 8.7K. Like, the most expensive wide receiver is 7, 8. And, I mean, realistically, what's the chances that Hopkins goes for a 40-point game? He can do it. He can. Uh, so can Adams, uh, so can Cooper. And again, so it, it sort of speaks to the same questions. Like, uh, you know, it, it, Mingo, is Dallas going to go for the throat? Are they going to sweep the leg? Like how many points do they want to put up on Miami? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I, I mean, mean, do uh, they have a choice? If, if they're not chasing you, do you just stop running? Well, you can't just like take a knee every play, but like, I mean, Alabama calls off the dogs at some point, right? Same sort of concept that you put the second stringers. I don't know. Just, and who knows Miami could actually like only lose by 12. I guess that's possible. I mean, there's a 50-50 shot, realistically, that they lose by less than 21, whether that's from meaningless garbage time points or actually putting up points or a meaningless yeah. pick six. Who knows? But Is Ryan Fitzpatrick season over yet? Like, are we, are we moving on to Josh Rosen so we actually have to, like, watch and see if this kid can play? I mean, it's going to be the same situation as Arizona. Does it no matter? weapons, or I guess he had weapons last year, but no protection and just running around and like he can't do anything in this offense he can't do anything he needs a very specific offense he may have some talent but it's not going to work out well in Miami 
No, I get it. I just, I just wish I'd rather see that than Fitzpatrick. So, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe the defenses will stop putting up like Fitzpatrick just needs to have another kid. That'll fix him. I think Rosen only has, he's only signed for like one more deal, right? Uh, well, for one year. And Miami, you know, presumably is tanking for a quarterback, I guess. Is that the, is that the plan there for Miami? So, yeah, it's just more exciting. But listen, there's no need to talk about that. Well, we could talk about the receivers instead. Uh, my, my fault for getting us off track on which that. Which receiver do you want to talk about? Are you mind receivers or any receivers? No, just receivers at the top, I guess, or some of the mid-tier. Yeah. I think the one thing, like, I noticed when I started doing the scroll, right, and whenever I uh, pull up the pricing, I start doing the scroll, and what I, I look for guys that are popping off as, uh, you know, just just guys that aren't priced correctly. Um, one thing is Keenan Allen. I think his price at 7K is a really good price. Not saying that one's a mispricing, but Julio Jones at 7.3, that feels like a misprice for sure. Uh, that price is really, really off. Amari Cooper is a really good option, like you guys mentioned before, so I don't mind him. Uh, one guy that I really, really like, Mike Evans. I mean, at 6.6, uh, that, that upside is insane at that price for him. So uh, love Mike Evans. think he has a ton, a ton of upside there in that spot. Uh, you know, we know the Eagles secondary is one that you can attack. A guy like Kenny Galladay is interesting. Also, don't mind Marvin Jones at the 5K-ish range. I think that's fine too uh, there's a lot of different ways to go like receiver just feels like it got priced down a bit this week compared to past weeks I mean it's just crazy like there's not one receiver above 8k this week yeah and you mentioned Evans what about his teammate the god I mean you talk about nice He's prices more expensive did we think we would see that if, if we just looked at la- if you're thinking last year did we think that we'd see Mike Evans cheaper than Godwin this year coming into the year we thought that was fully plausible absolutely coming into the year we thought it was plausible but Last season, if someone would have said, oh, yeah, Mike Evans is going to be cheaper than Godwin. Someone said that to us last year. Wouldn't have believed it. Well, somebody last season told me Ryan Fitzpatrick was the greatest quarterback of all time. and this Someone season- in this podcast just said it. Yeah, and uh, also uh, I would have said it because I knew Chris – I'm a Chris Godwin truther. I've been on that bandwagon for a while. But, uh, yeah, like Godwin – like. I don't think it's that crazy that he's more expensive, uh, you know, but Mike Evans at 6'6", like that price is just, it's really good. Um, I think a lot of these guys just have some really nice price tags at the top, but I just don't know if the construction is going to lead that way. Maybe it leads to only getting one of those guys in. Um, but cause I don't know. It just seems like the jam in running back week to me. And Julio, by the way, probably, I, I presume what's happening there, and it's not that he's cheap. He's 7'3". He's, he's what, the fifth most expensive receiver, but he probably would have been a little bit higher, like, you know, after his big game. I, I think this uh, – you know, as always is the case, I, I think the salaries were always out as that Sunday night game was going down. So it probably would have been a little bit higher. Uh, I mean, it's hard to get terribly enthused about Thomas. Of course, you can play Thomas, but there's no breeze there. Obviously, same deal, ditto with, uh, you know, Juju Smith-Schuster, which he is 6.9K, but not as nice as Godwin, right? I think Godwin's uh, more favorable there, Grant. No, I wasn't paying attention to you. Dude, seriously? What, are you Are you back on Twitter? I mean, I never left Twitter, but... Also, I just try and tune you out sometime. <laughs> no, I get that a lot. Um, is there anything else that's worth talking about, or shall we jump the tight ends? We'll talk about uh, – I don't know, man, go to some kicker takes for short. No, we don't talk kickers this podcast. Uh, Galladay, I um, probably should mention him. It's not a great matchup. It's not a terrible matchup, but Galladay is the clear number one guy that we saw last year. He's only 6,600. seems a little bit too cheap. Um, put up a whole lot of points against a very good Chargers defense. He's getting peppered with targets. Uh, Sammy Watkins, don't sleep on him again this week. He may have not paid off this last week, and Robinson just went nuts. But Sammy Watkins still, I think, had 13 targets this last weekend, which is massive. Um, Plethora. uh, It is a plethora. Look at you. You know words. You must have been a teacher or something at one point. I just saw three amigos. That's that's all. Spoiler, yeah. (laughs) A movie at Mango is most assuredly has never seen or even heard of probably. 
I, I, only time I heard of Three Amigos is you mentioned it to me once, Dean. That was it. And I said, what that's never wrong seen that. These, that didn't spawn you doing research and saying, what is this Three Amigos? I want to get this reference next time I hear it. I guess not. Let's move on. At least he didn't tune me out. He actually heard it. So that's something. Yeah. And by the way, Grant tuned me out. I did already mention Galladay. So yeah, uh, there, you, there you go. Grant tuned us both out. Uh, if you had uh, 1121 PM on the East Coast for when Grant tunes us both out, you uh, cash your ticket. It started exactly when the podcast started. Mango, do you have any uh, Yahoo specific plays for us in this, uh, in this slate? <laughs> I, I haven't even looked at Yahoo yet. I can, I, I can actually do that now if you want. Like, give, give me a second. Uh, you know, talk about, <laughs> let's talk move about on, our receiver. Let's move on to tight ends. Fair enough. Move on to tight end, and I'll, I'll find some Yahoo plays that pop out. I mean, if you want a Yahoo wide receiver, Demarcus Robinson over there is only $15. Is that like kind of a chase, though? I mean, it's like is the it? fourth option, probably. I mean, that's Hardman's $12. You can stack up that entire game. Easily, like you can play them in tournaments for sure. But it's like to me, it's like I mean, I haven't seen their salaries. I don't know. I'm not Manko, and I haven't hit up every single site so far. But in my head, that's not like the this great quote unquote cash game play. But yeah, for tournaments, obviously, one play can get that done. Dean, 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 when you have a bat, like you can tell someone didn't have a good week two when they know a lot going on already in week three. Like I, I was before the slates were even <laughs> over, I was looking at the next NFL slate and going, Ooh, this guy will be great. Like I'm curious what Christian McCaffrey's price is going to be against the Cardinals. I'm probably going to lock on him. Like, yeah. uh, yeah, that's how you can tell. But, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, let's move on to tight end guys. And I'll look for some Yahoo stuff while, uh, while you guys are talking. About. Grant, uh, tight end. I mean, the top five guys just play them off. Kelsey going up against Baltimore, not the greatest matchup, but they were worse versus the tight end than any other position last year. Kelsey's great. Ertz going up against a team that allowed a decent amount of targets. Detroit um, to tight ends last year. Kittle seems a little bit too cheap at 5-6 going up against Pittsburgh, who will probably just put some trash player on the tight end because they don't know how to scheme that well. Ingram, the only guy left in the offense. Mark Andrews, apparently Lamar Jackson's the greatest QB in the league outside of Mahomes, and he's only still only 4,600. Um, you can go back to the well with Waller. Still a little too cheap at 4,100. Still had seven targets last week, even though he didn't make value. All the top guys are fine, but where I'm looking at is uh, O.J. Howard. Everyone's given up, I think. Um, O.J. Howard just hasn't done anything somehow. Really hasn't paid off anyone. Yes, it could potentially be that Bruce Arians just doesn't feel like doing anything with him. Um, it could be because he was going up against Carolina, if I remember correctly. Carolina kind of schemes in a way, their defense schemes in a way where they had the lowest tight end target rate in the entire league last year against them. So we got O.J. Howard here th sitting at 3,800, going up against the Giants, who have historically been terrible versus the tight end, are terrible overall. Howard going to be in a high-scoring game. Likely to have zero people on him because of the big bagel we put up last weekend. And then Will Disley, guy I've been talking about all season. Wish I had more of him last weekend, but two touchdowns. He's the guy that Russell Wilson loves to throw to. Had a connection with him at the end of last year before – or at the end of his season last year before he got injured there. He's got big play potential. They'll be looking to him in the red zone. It's not a terrible matchup with New Orleans is not great, but uh, he could potentially be in for a decent game. And then if you want a long shot, I mean, like, I don't, I don't know, Austin Hooper maybe, or Hawkinson, you can go back to the well there after a bad week. Yeah, I'm okay with Hawkinson on the cheap, 3.5K. Yeah, you're right on OJ Howard as far as, you know, the hate has gone too far. The season-long guys are, are definitely throwing up. A buddy of mine who's like plays season-long fantasy, just he asked me all these questions. He wanted to know if he should drop 
O.J. Howard for uh, Jason Witten. And I'm like, uh, no, don't do that. But what? Jason Witten scored a touchdown. I wouldn't advise it. You don't understand. O.J. Howard had no catches last week. Don't do that. <laughs> like, I mean, O.J. Howard was a guy that, like, kind of ran – like, a lot of his uh, upside came of the fact that he could take a catch for 60, 70 yards. Same – like, him and Vance McDonald can go for those giant plays. So, it only takes one, especially at 3,800. This is the type of matchup where Giants give up massive plays all the time. They're kind of trash. It very easily could go very right for O.J. Howard here. And people are – you just mentioned your buddy who was ready to drop him. People aren't going to play him this week. Yeah. I mean, it, look, this isn't a shower, shower narrative. These guys with different colleges. But maybe Andrews and Lamar Jackson are showering, showering now together because those guys just love each other. Good for them. Uh, you know, it's, it's been an amazing combination so far and against, against KC. Uh, obviously, you know, a great, a great uh, combination. Andrew's not too expensive at 4.6K, but man, going, I think just kind of looking at the slate as of right now, obviously things may change and all that, yada, yada, yada. But my first thought is it feels like a pay down spot as far as tight end this week. What say you? I disagree on the pay down spot at tight end, and I'll get into that. But let me give like the people the uh, the people who are Wahoo for Yahoo, right? Let me let me give them the plays, oh, Dean. No. Uh, let me give them the plays. So, uh, quarterback uh, Winston at twenty three dollars, like that's really enticing. Uh, I like that. Um, you also have Kyler Murray at twenty five dollars. Lamar Jackson, he is not one of the highest priced QBs. He's still at thirty six dollars. So uh, those are kind of three of the quarterbacks I saw. Running backs Zeke at thirty three. Didn't hate that. I thought that was pretty interesting. Eckler, he's twenty five dollars right near David Johnson, Chris Carson, and Todd Gurley. So still a pretty good price that's fair on him um didn't hate the price tag on uh where was it aaron jones at 20 dollars was fine but there weren't a lot of running back plays that really stood out as just extreme values uh receiver there was two that really popped out and it was 22 dollars for chris godwin and uh where's mike evans it's like an insane price 20 dollars. there you go mike evans but you also got galladay in the same range it's similar. yeah galladay's there too it, it, that 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 range is where it's really interesting but just to think like tyler lockett cooper cup emmanuel sanders calvin ridley those guys are just below uh mike evans so uh crazy Easy to think at that price tag. And then uh, the cheap guy at tight end, or not cheap guy, but guy that I think is really good value. It's probably going to like a guy like Kittle and a guy like Zach Ertz. And uh, I'll just segue into tight end in general now. And I think Zach Ertz is the guy that you're going to want to go to around the industry. If you look at the price on DraftKings, I believe it's only $100 more than Kittle is what I saw. And I think he's the guy you're going to want to go to at 5700 And the reason why I'm thinking that's the, that's the guy is because the Eagles team is going to be really banged up. And uh, this has like a 49 total. Like there's going to be points scored. And I'm expecting Zach Ertz to really get fed uh, a ton. So give me Zach Ertz. Uh, Levitam famously coined the Bible narrative, right? Between uh, Ertz and uh, Wentz, they go to Bible study together. So uh, maybe uh, maybe this will be the day that the Bible narrative comes through between the two. Uh, love Kittle too. I think Kittle's a great pivot off of Ertz. I think more of the people are going to gravitate towards Ertz because of the, what's going on with the receivers and how they're being all banged up. So those are the two guys I'm really keying in on. Um, Dean, who are the cheap tight ends you want to go to? Like OJ Howard at 3.8K is I don't want to go to these guys. What sort of up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, select, start code do you have where you could open up all a salary? You like every expensive receiver, every expensive running I don't have – I never said I have every expensive receiver, Dean. I said – Any one receiver where you like the two most expensive quarterbacks, you want all the expensive running backs, and you want the most expensive tight ends. 
I never said I, I, well, of course I like Mahomes and, and Jackson. I'm not saying they're the guys I can get. I said that they're going to be easier, I think, to get this week than you would think that you, when you first look at the pricing. I'm not saying that's who I'm going to. I think I'm probably going with more of one of the 5K-ish quarterbacks at, with Winston and Murray. I talked about liking them a lot. Then I think I'm paying up for at least two running backs. I think I'll pay up for two of them. So, like, let's just do this exercise now, Dean, so I can defend myself. So, you don't throw me under the bus like you like to do. <laughs> so, we plug in a guy like, let's go with Winston at his price. Okay, we'll plug him in here. Then we'll go to running backs. We will plug in. We'll plug in Elliot and McCaffrey. Okay. Then we'll plug in a guy like Zach Ertz. Okay. Good luck. You know I don't. No time out. You know I don't care about defense, Dean. So let's put in a two point. Dolphins. Don't don't you dare put the Dolphins in there. Let's let's put in the Ravens at two point five k just to put in a cheap defense. Now I have four point eight seven five to play with. Right. Let's plug in a guy like a Nelson Aguilar. Boom, 3.6K. Now that gives me 5.3K to work with. Things are looking really easy now, Dean. This build is possible to do, Dean. So Keep going. Keep going. Okay, let's keep going. Okay, well, I don't know if I can build the, build the full lineup, but let's, spots. let's plug in a let's plug in a 6K running back. We talked about some of those guys are interesting as my flex option. Now I'm at 4.9 uh, for my last two spots. There's tons of running back. Carson, Michelle, Mac? I mean – I'm not just trying not to build a full line. I'm trying to not break the rules here, Dean. But I put in a 6K running back. Now we're able to play any of these guys in the 5K range. You know what else, Dean, I could do? I get a 6K receiver and then play a 4K receiver. It's really possible to do. It's not that hard. And you know what, Dean, if I really want to, I can play two crappy receivers and I can get up to Lamar Jackson and Mahomes. So, Mike, drop. Well, no, because you said Mahomes and Jackson were the guys you wanted. You said it's going to be easy to make it happen. And I still don't think it's going to be easy. I didn't say it's easy to make it happen. What I said was it's possible to make it happen. It's more possible than you think when you look at the construction once you start building because as the week goes on, there's going to be a million cheap receivers to go to. There's going to be so many different options, it seems like, unless all these guys are magically healthy, but it looks like there's going to be a lot of cheap receiver options to consider. Look how strong your takes come, by the way, when you stop writing your blog. That was a good, like, last four minutes for you. If you, like, you know, put that in your resume. That was pretty you solid. say something good, I tuned him out. No, it was pretty good. I, I saw you're still active on Twitter. <laughs> what, what are you doing? <laughs> stop tweeting. <laughs> listen, listen, my blog is suffering, though. The subscribers are mad. Chat is, uh, chat is absurd. Uh, it's not going well over here for the blog. <laughs> well, also, you're not 2-0, 2-0, 2-0. You're 0-2, unfortunately. So, uh, we're going to bounce back. This is the week we bounce back. Uh, me, it's a rubber match as far as week three. Great. Listen, listen, Dean, 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 you're as good as your last take and 3-0, 3-0, 0 on my sharp side video today. So well, there you well, go. Only 44 more and you get those 47-0 whale play. It's coming. You're due. Uh, that's definitely happening for sure. Uh, shout out Vegas, Dave. Grant, I think we did a pretty good job as far as covering the slate. If you want to you know, polish it off, anything else we want to throw out there, and then we can get to our nonsense. Um, I mean, I guess you're supposed to play the defense versus the Dolphins. Hot <laughs> take. I, I guess that's something you're supposed to do. Well, Mangone isn't because he can't afford it. I mean, let's be honest. The, you're getting, apparently, according to the one-week sample size that we had last week, you're getting an extra 24 points paying 4300 for a defense. Sure. Listen, I, I, I like a defense at 2500 and it's not the Ravens. So, like, that, I think that one's a phenomenal defense and a great play. It's the Chargers at 2500 Uh the, the Texans' offensive line is dreadful, and that, that, that Chargers' defensive line is amazing. Like, you're going to get tons of sacks. Deshaun Watson, you know what's going to happen. He'll, he'll throw some turnovers here and there. Sure, they're going to put up some points, but they're also, at, uh, on, they're also a home team as well. We expect the Texans to possibly be trailing. I don't know exactly what the spread is on the game, but I, I would realize that the Chargers only have two sacks all season long. Uh, he doesn't – Okay. Really- it, so it's only two sacks for now. Is that going to continue? You guys don't. You guys don't. 
You guys don't you guys don't buy in the Chargers defensive line? You don't think they're a good defensive line? Come on. I think they're good, but a lot of their defense kind of relies on the fact that Derwin James was in there and is able to help out in the secondary, which their secondary is still really good. They they've Casey Hayward. Still pretty good, but a lot of teams are kind of scheming in order to get the ball out earlier and Derwin James not in there, it kind of makes things a little bit different. All right. So how about this? Uh, the Chargers in two games, they only have two sacks. I'll take the over on two, on one and a half sacks to, uh, on Sunday. How yeah, does that you have sound? Fun with your two points, and I'll have fun with my forty. No, no, no. I'm I'm not asking that question right now. You're telling me that this team can't get sacks. So they've only had two in two games. Can I get the over on one and a half sacks with you? Um, no, because well, why? Because like almost every single team, almost center. every single team in the league averages over two sacks a game. I mean, listen, I'm just telling you what you told me. You said two sacks in two games. I'm just asking for one and a half in one game. It's really not that hard, Grant. It's just that simple. I mean, according to numbers, I just said one, and that doesn't isn't indicative of the future, but it does say that there might be a little bit of a problem here with them getting pressure onto the quarterback and teams might be scheming differently. I'm just trying to help you out and tell you to play the Cowboys defense for 30 points. Listen, the Cowboys defense is definitely a good play. It's one that's up there, but I think the Chargers defense is a very good play as well. So uh, at 2,500, that listen, this is very easy for the people. If they're building and they have lots of salary to play with, go to the Cowboys. If they're not and they, they you know, they're they're jamming or if they want to jam in a ton of top players, then go with the Chargers and play defense. the Cowboys. <laughs> and the Patriots too against the Jets. And also, why are we playing the Cowboys against the greatest quarterback of all time, Graham? Um, that's a fair he's question. Forty-six years old. People, people age. <laughs> he's he's actually aged three years in this podcast. I believe he was forty three at the start. Well, he's been, he's, he's got Bill Murray syndrome. <laughs> this is this is when I tune out the podcast and get back to my blog. Yeah. Uh, Grant, Grant, you have a, a defense you care to throw out there that's not the Cowboys, or the Patriots, or anybody really cheap. Um, somebody cheap. I mean, anybody. Uh, the one. Saints, like yeah. Seattle, like they're twenty two hundred. The Saints defense is good. Uh, Offensive game flow helps determine how the opposing defense is going to do things. The fact that Breeze is not in there, Saints will rely more on their defense. It changes the way that the game flows, and defenses may give up or may get more defensive points in a matchup that's not nearly as fast-paced and high-scoring on when they do that on offense. I mean, it's kind of the reason why a lot of these high-powered offenses, their defenses are so bad because it changes the way the game is played. So Saints at 2,200 is not a terrible idea. And Lions, especially Wentz is out, which I don't think he will be, at 2200 is also super cheap if you want to go there. So here's what we got to do. We got to do tweets or consequences. We got to do our wager. Which we do them first? Real quick, um, I want to get. I want. I want to ask Grant one more time. You set a line. Chargers, give me the sack line, man. I want. I want to steal this money from you. What? what, what what's your line? Three point five. Three point. You're, you're setting an egregious line. That's not fair. What do you mean? The greatest defensive line of all time in the Chargers. That's, but that's based on the stats that you gave me, right? And you're saying that that, that defensive line is not that good. Based on one stat. Okay, Grant. Just so you. you know, I'm looking right now. The Steelers in 2018, they had the most sacks per game at 3.2. So you are giving me a ridiculous line at 3.5. You just said that. Uh, oh man. Yeah, you're giving me a ridiculous line, Grant. Oakland had 13 sacks last season. The next closest team was 30. <laughs> Guys, this is a non nonsense portion of the show, so. Yeah, if you made it this far, congratulations, and we're going to reward you. How are we going to reward the world people, Grant? We're going to give them a good story, and we're going to go into encourage them to leave their own personal story. Yeah, let's, get to, let's first get to our, our bet, which, I mean, oh. we can do high-priced running backs. We can do mid-priced wide receivers. We can defenses. do quarterback, mid-price quarterbacks. You can do your favorite defenses because, you know, some people like certain defenses. 
Yeah. I mean, we would definitely play point per dollar on that for sure. <laughs> oh, look, look, what a wuss move. I mean, oh, yeah, okay, if you want to – okay, fine. Uh, you take Chargers defense, we'll do point per dollar. I'll take Cowboys. Dean, you're going to have Patriots. <sighs> yeah, like you got to figure one of them is going to be – yeah. Um, oh, boy. I'm, yeah. Um, what if this – what if – what's his name's back for the Jets? It doesn't matter. Does it? We don't. We don't have. I mean, we don't have to do defenses, guys. We can do. We can do auto. real. We can do real positions. Oh, like, a, if you listen really closely, you can hear. No, it. Listen, no one wants to. No one wants to sweat our. I mean, I don't know who sweats our plays, but no one wants to sweat <laughs> the defenses. Let's let's do real players, please. It's not as fun. Oh no, no, you are no. This is how it works. You said Chargers. Dean, just take the Patriots. I'll take the Cowboys. Or you can have the Cowboys. I'll take the Patriots. Yeah, I'll take either one. I'm, I'll take the cheaper one. Give me the Patriots. All right, I'm taking Cowboys. We already have that set. And now you're ready for your tweet for the week. No, nope, point per dollar. I'm cool with it, man. I like the Chargers D. <laughs> he does not sound fun. You hear his voice? I do. Out? I'm perfectly fine with it. I'm, Honestly, I'm he probably not worried. Has a better play. I'm just Miami's so terrible. Oh man, why did I? I'm in the middle, and I think I don't feel good about this at all. Mangold thinks he's going to throw a perfect game. By the way, we got to shut him down this week. He's already talking smack after two weeks. I'm even giving. I'm even letting Variance try and beat me. I added a fourth member in the in the uh, in the uh, argument here. So there you go. What? Who? Variance, because defense. There's a lot of variance in it, Dean. There's oh, no uh, defense and variance. It's just not a thing. Not when it comes to the Dolphins. The Dolphins defy variance. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, the Jets were, of course, an absolute disaster this week. And hopefully, well, for my sake, hopefully their quarterback situation is not any prettier. Uh, so we take Van going down. And uh, what are we doing here? Are we doing tweets or consequences? Or are we doing a story, uh, Grant? Uh, let's do tweets or consequences and then get to the story because it's oh. – uh, uh, I got some good ones for you. You got three options. You ready for them? Yeah, I guess. All right. So the first one is. Well, explain uh, to the people in case they don't know. Oh yeah. So we the bet we make every week is whoever loses, uh, the other person has to tweet out whatever the other person decides, and they can't respond. They can't like things. They just have to let it be, and they can't explain it with anything other than a hashtag. Um, so the first one is, I've been getting really into butt stuff lately. That is all. And then instead of hashtag epic pod, I put hashtag epic pood. Um. <laughs> <laughs> was that the three, the five, or the seven? Out of curiosity, I just want to know where this goes. I think that one's the seven. I'm going reverse order. Uh, the five is lately I've been keeping a can of Pringles under my toilet for the late night deuce snacking. It's hygienic because of the can top and it helps speed up the process. Hashtag in and out. Um, (laughs) and the three one is football is not like the nba what the dolphins are doing is shameful i can't believe it tanking for the number one overall pick has been has proven to be a negative ev strategy in the nfl get your ish together dolphins there we go my, yeah. my, fa- my favorite part about Dean tweeting that too is he literally tweeted an hour ago twitter yeah, the dolphins are smart for t- yeah you have to delete that tweet then that's that's the, no, you you can't add stipulations. Well, then I can take away that tweet, and you can decide on the other two. I don't have to. Well, maybe I changed my mind. I'll be the first person in history of Twitter to change their mind in the last fifteen hours. I mean, someone will definitely like take a picture of both your tweets and be like, "Dude, you're the worst." Like, well, is that the whole point of this? <laughs> this is yeah. This is all about shaming the other person. It's all about being the worst. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, and it's all like which one gets the most like messages and like which one gets the most like response and saying you're a complete schmuck I and mean, I can't do anything about it. 
Like I think I think I think number one gets the most uh, response that you're a schmuck. Not number one, number I mean number three gets the one that you're the most uh, that you're a big schmuck, basically. Yeah. What, what, what do I get for the butt stuff one, Grimango? What's the initial reaction on that? For I don't know, man. You might uh, you might get some you might get some replies. You might get some replies from some random Twitter accounts you weren't. I mean, honestly, the Pringles one that makes sense. Uh, the put the top on so it's it's hygienic, and you got a nice snack while you're. I mean, what else are you gonna do in the middle of the night while you're in there? Oh, does anybody? You, you turn out, You have to turn your phone like really dim at that point in the night, so that you don't like wake up too much. Um, I'm just I'm just tilted. You guys made me like have to rely on a defense for this uh, for the the tweets and consequences. I'm not happy about it. You took a that was your strongest stand in this podcast was Chargers defense and Yahoo picks. Did it? You said you said my strongest stand was the Yahoo one. So I have two cuts now I can make uh, for my uh, you know whenever I decide to like go somewhere. Am I cutting up video for something when I'm trying to make it to ESPN? Uh, those are the two cuts I should use. If your blender blender like likes to, likes to splice his best twenty seconds out of an hour and put it on Twitter, like if you can somehow splice that or get Blender to be your producer or your editor. There you go. You're all good to go. Listen, um, I'll hit up Blender uh, when the when the Chargers defense uh, gets a pick six or you know gets a sack fumble and takes it to the house. Uh, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll I'll call up Blender and say, hey, listen, I need you to splice up a video for me. I think the Dolphin one would just be fun because like people just think I'm like a, a nutcase. I don't know. Yeah. I, and that one's like, and people also know that I'm goofing. I'm like, I'm Josh, and I'm oh, I don't know. Who knows what, what kind of reaction I'll get? But uh, I just think a lot of people will be like, that's the one that's gonna get the most buzz. So uh, yeah, I'm that's there what for that. For. And you, you, and I now look like you know I look like a hypocrite, of course, as well, which I can do just fine on my own. Thank you very much, uh, Grant. We, if anybody's still listening, that we should get everybody that's still listening a, a T-shirt. Unfortunately, it does not work that way. Uh, and I should mention, Grant, you still have it in front of you. The, the, the dude's name it was R Y P A twenty four, correct? Um, I think so. You'll, okay, slide. Whoever slide you were, it. just you you know the story. Just uh, send a message to Devin. No, me. No, me. Slide into my Twitter DMs. People, people generally don't like to talk to you, Dean, but that's all right. But for a t-shirt, I think it's worth tolerating me, I think. They're, yeah. they're soft and luxurious. That's debatable. They're pretty it's a good t-shirt, but you're also you. Well, yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> like, life is about consequences, man. If you want something, you can't get anything for free. And that's just kind of how it goes down. But slide into my DMs on the Twitter machine. Uh, that's at uh, DFS underscore Almanac, or just put Dean7804. You can find me that way. You guys can give out your Twitter handles too. You can't, you're not giving out t-shirts, but Grant, what are we doing? We're trying to prompt the people. We want some interaction in our uh, comment section here. Uh, the best story, the best answer, we'll get yourself a t-shirt. You can just slide in my DMs as well too. Not for butt stuff, but for winning a t-shirt. Uh, Grant, what do you have for me? What is our uh, story this week or what's our uh, challenge to the people? So the, the, the story for this week is your um, biggest toilet close call, uh, to, put it, to put it in a phrase. Um, but mine happened to be when I was at a corn maze and probably about halfway into it, <laughs> I really had to go to the bathroom. And this is in junior high. So not only if I do like end up making Brown, then like I can't get in my car and leave because <laughs> well, like someone else's trip? parents is coming like to pick me up. Trip? Huh? Is this like a school field trip or something? No, this is just me and my friends at a corn maze okay. in junior high. And so I'm holding it in, just risking death over this happening. And somehow an hour of just complete pain, <laughs> finally make it out of the corn maze with only a little bit in my pants and then get to the horror potty. And I'm in such a hurry that I miss. And what? You missed the toilet in the porta potty? I mean, it's a long story, but it happened. Um, 
and I had to throw away my boxers into the porta potty and then oh. get out of there and run away. And it was a tough, tough point in my life. And they don't have actual bathrooms because it's a corn maze. And so, where is this? Are you like vacationing in Iowa? Where is this corn maze? Uh, it was in Washington where I grew up at. Yeah. If nothing else, you could have fertilized the corn. Like, why is that little batch of corn growing so much faster than everything? I mean, the else? biggest thing is if I get kicked out of a corn maze from doing that in the corn. That's going to cause a whole lot more problems. I was risking it, hoping I'd make it. Um, but yeah, like an hour of some of the most extreme pain in my life, followed by hatred of myself and a foul smell. And <laughs> also, if you deuce it up, like uh, that's your nickname. There's just some kind of deuce related yeah. for the rest. I, of I just immediately life. thought of um, the guy from Sewer Bad. Yeah, you pissed your pants in third grade. <laughs> that was like 10 years ago. People yep. don't forget. People don't forget. Mango, <laughs> what's your nickname from high school? Uh, my nickname from high school? Uh, I don't feel like I had a good one. Um, I was trying to make a joke, but go ahead. <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on this? So it, it was, you know, we're, we're tying all together. Uh, nah, Mango, yeah, I got nothing good call? for you, Dean. What were you saying? Do you have a close call by chance you want to throw to the people? Or I mean, we can't top that in the corn maze. No, I, I definitely can't top that. I feel like mine's like uh, not that good of a story, but um, I was, you know, back when I worked my nine to five, I'm, I'm driving home. Right. And I see there's just like one stretch where you drive where, I mean, there's nothing, man, there is nothing you can go to like to stop for the bathroom. And I, I was, I was a little worried, but I, I made the, I remember making the right hand turn. I still remember it, seeing the place and going, nah, I can make it like, we'll be good. And, uh, and I, as I get like, it's probably like a 15, 20 minute stretch where like, there's nothing like, and when I'm in this stretch, it's all in woods and stuff and there's houses and I'm freaking out like seven minutes in. I'm like, I like, we got to stop. Like this is going down. And, uh, that, that, that's one thing I did. Like, and then another time when I was a kid, actually, I just remembered this one when I was a kid, uh, I was in West Virginia and I went for a run and I ran three miles. This, this one's better. I ran three miles, uh, there and I had three miles to go back and three miles out. I said to myself, Oh wait, like I, I need to go to the bathroom. Like this is really bad. And, uh, my friend said, yeah, dude, just grab a leaf. Uh, you know, no big deal. And what did I grab Dean? I grabbed poison oak. So there you go. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> you just suck. Yeah, I know. I did. I, that's the thing. That so, like the second time that that happened to me, I used a sock. We did not look for uh, poison oak. Why are you only wearing one sock, Grant? So tell me this: sharding does that count? Uh, no, that doesn't because I have. It just happens often. I think sharding, but like in the right spot though, it can make it make for a good story. Sharding doesn't work. I mean, it, what, did you do it in the right spot? Well, I'm saying the right sharding in a corn maze. I don't know. Again, the people out there are going to give us their uh, their examples, I suppose. But uh, I, just wanna... I mean, if it's a good if it's a good story, then like if if it happened on a first date and you didn't record that in the last week's yeah, or if you're hanging out with uh, Ben Stiller and Philip Seymour Hoffman, possibly the unlikely scenario. That is rather unlikely, but yeah. <laughs> Then along came Polly reference for the people out there. We got to finish strong. Uh, g- give me a hot take, uh, Mango. What do you have for me as far as what's going on? Besides the Chargers defense. <laughs> I, I hate you guys so much right now. But listen, that's okay. I know the perfect game is coming. I'm not, I'm not stressing. I'm not worried. It's going to be a good time. Uh, let's see. Hot take of the day. Um, I don't know, go to Grant first, and then I'll give you one. How's that sound? Give me a second. All right, Grant. G- give me something that's not going to shorten the field. Uh, two Miami wide receivers go for 20 points. Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Try and top that one. <laughs> well, listen, if Grant's hot take hits, I'm good. Like, I won this bet. Like, uh, I'll be set from a point for dollar. This isn't a bet. This is literally just 
No, the New England defense or, or whatever. Oh. The Dallas defense is not. Yeah. I mean, they can go, if Fitzpatrick throws 40 times and ha- they happen to get 10 receptions each, they can, they can go for 100 yards. Well, we'll have to see what happens with the greatest quarterback of all time. By the way, this is the podcast with the most Ryan Fitzpatrick references uh, for sure. Not we'll proud to, of that. We'll have to see if your Sunday show beats that. <laughs> um, but, Smash the over. All right, we'll we'll go with a hot take. We'll go with uh, Kittle is the number one. Ah, that's a terrible. That's not a hot take. Uh, let's go with OJ Howard. He goes for two touchdowns here against the Giants. All right, uh, T.Y. Hilton catches a seventy-yard touchdown pass, gets one hundred and fifty yards. There you go. That's my hot take. Throwing it out there for the people. Again, leave your comments in the chat. The best answer, your best sharding story, your best bathroom story, best close call. Uh, you win yourself a T-shirt. Grant's our official judge on that. Uh, for the uh, Grant, for the Mangone for sharding for the Los Angeles Chargers. They're still Los Angeles, right? Yes. For the LA Chargers, I'm Dean. Thanks for watching or enjoying. You're not watching. Thanks for listening. We're out of here. Bad's finished. Holler. Dick it.